Hi, I'm Julie. I'm Kristen. And I'm Kate. Welcome to Season 2 of Topical Island. In every episode, we'll dive into a new topic. From the morbid to the magnificent. The heartfelt to the ridiculous. Join us as each week we take you to a different topical island. Hello and welcome to 2022 Topical Island. Hello friends. Hello island hoppers. Hello. Hi. Hello. Welcome to this new year. And much like last year, I think everybody's like just everybody stand still. Don't mm-hmm. don't don't be too hopeful or too uh or too pessimistic. Let's just do this thing. I've seen a lot fewer if I've seen any um <laughs> you know 2022s are my year whereas I feel like a lot of people <laughs> jumped ahead mm. in after 2020 and said 2021 this is it everybody you know and uh well that's too bad for them. But, uh, <laughs> So I think people are are a little more cautiously optimistic. I'm yeah. sorry. I, I I'm clearly looking at my phone, and I I literally liked a post this morning that said the following: I don't want to hear a single prediction for 2022. Not a peep. No comparisons to current and previous plague years. No audacious hopes. No dread. Just radical neutrality. Hands <laughs> off the wheel. This is a spe- speculation-free zone. Surrender to mystery, which I think encapsulates what you guys are saying. It's just like yes. Don't say it's great. Don't say it's bad. Let's just get there. <laughs> Radical neutrality. I love it. It's, yeah. it's a bit of an oxymoron, but I like it. <laughs> well, Julia, can you? I know you. We normally you normally throw to one of us, but I feel like you have the biggest news of us all. So, do you want to mm-hmm. start? Sure. It, it may be a little TMI. Uh, well, sorry. <laughs> the first part isn't too much TMI, which okay. is that. Um, I had a baby. We have a new baby boy in our family and yeah. And he, so I'm living the baby life, which is, you know, he does all the baby things like cries and poops and uh, vomits like 10 minutes before you're supposed to podcast, which was a minor inconvenience. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we're, we're settling into the routine. He's just over a month old now. So yeah, getting there. And, you know, they're so sweet and little and you know they start to see start to become alert and like make eye contact and all those cool things and it's really a delight um but the part that was TMI is I was just going to share that I think I had mentioned and we had a whole podcast dedicated to the c-section which I was supposed to have one a plan c-section which as bougie as that sounds um you know it was just a decision between my doctor and I um to do that uh, except that on a Friday afternoon, a Friday afternoon, I had mentioned to David, I said, you know what, let's each pick a day this weekend to sleep in. And Uh-oh. he's like, okay, you sleep in tomorrow and I'll take, I'll take our daughter to uh, gymnastics. And so I was at home alone, which is really nice. The house was quiet. You know, I did a load of dishes. I took a lovely long hot shower, got myself all dressed for the day, and I felt so relaxed and my water broke. So <laughs> so life is what happens when you're making other plans, right? So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so that started and uh, I did do what's called a trial of labor and it was not a C-section. And so yeah, babe came into the world 12 hours later and uh, surprised us all, but he was obviously ready. And uh, yeah, he's he's Yay, here. And we're so excited. Yeah. And I, <laughs> sadly, uh, Kristen and Kate haven't met him yet, but that will happen right away here. I think we're settled yes. into 
you know, that initial part where you're kind of a little um, timid to take them out into the world, but I think we're getting there. So soon enough, awesome. my friends. Awesome. That's so exciting. Now, Kristen, what have you been up to? Try to top that. <laughs> oh boy. I'm, I'm racking my brain. Nope. Can't do it. Can't do it. Um, I, this, I'm going back a few weeks now, but I'm happy to report that I did do my CPR training, Yes, which was really lovely. Um, I did it at the friendship center in Brentwood, which is so important to everybody. Um, but it was really cool. I was, it was like a morning of, uh, and I, Julie, you had CPR for work, right? Mm-hmm. You had to yeah. have CPR for work. Mm-hmm. And Kate, do you have CPR for work? Uh, I don't have to have it. I have done it through work. Yes. Yeah. And I just, I, 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 I don't know if I've already said this, but I took CPR once when I was in babysitting school when I was, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, there's definitely some similarities still, but as I was doing it, I was thinking, man, this should just be part of being a human. Like yeah. we, we should all know mm-hmm. how to do this because especially with the availability of those AED machines in different places, like I just feel like it it would just be a benefit. And I didn't even do the full CPR course, which I mean, the full first aid course, which probably should, should also be part of being a human. But mm-hmm. uh, it was just very empowering to think about it. I mean, I don't know how useful I will be and if I will ever be in that situation, but it's it is a very empowering feeling. Uh, and yeah, other than that, it's just, you know, been going through the holidays. We were just chatting a little bit like uh, it's been a cold snap here. So it's been a nice, quiet holiday season for me. And, um, yeah, that's kind of heading back to work tomorrow. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Kate? Well, it's just been a lovely holiday so far. Um, holiday Mm. season, I should say there's been, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's certainly quiet and quieter than maybe we would have liked, but, um, we've had some great visits with family and friends. Yeah. uh, uh, Working kind of intermittently um, the next couple of days and then back at her. Okay. Well, Kate, uh, I would love to know, where are you taking us today? Well, Julie and Kristen, I would like to kick off 2022 with a bit of a wager. Ooh. After after saying we should be radically neutral, you're going (laughs) to place bets. Okay. (laughs) I will put money on the fact that you both, Kristen and Julie, as well as many of our listeners, have in a roundabout way made out with a girl from Paris who drowned over a hundred years ago. Made out with a girl from Paris? Like like kissing made out? A little bit, yeah. I mean, that's so bizarre that I, I'm not going to bet against you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's proceed. In the late 1800s, the body of a young woman was discovered drowned in the River Seine in Paris. Nobody knows what happened to her, um, although it was speculated at the time that it was likely a suicide. But more importantly, nobody knew who she was. And so at that time, as a way of hopefully getting an identification... It was very normal practice for officials to take corpses and place them in the window of a chilled room for to be on display for the public to pass oh. by and hopefully identify victims who were not oh, claimed. <laughs> oh wow. Now not only I, I love your reactions, but not only was this common practice, it was probably the 
most popular window scene in Paris at the time. <laughs> it was a very popular place for people to go out of their way, not necessarily if they had, you know, had a family member or loved one who was missing, um, mm-hmm. but just to just to kind of gawk at the latest turnips, I guess, that oh had... gosh. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I... That it sounds weird, but I would probably do that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would, too. <laughs> well, considering um, our, our current obsessions with, like, true crime and, like, um, murder dramas... Exactly. No, absolutely, deal. it makes Dane sense. John the Doe. real deal. This is, this is the, you know, their version of dateline. So her body was transported to a mortuary and placed on public display alongside a few other victims who hadn't of different reasons, I guess, um, who had turned up dead and, and weren't claimed. Nobody ended up claiming the girl who was thought to be about 16 years old. And she will forevermore be known as L'Inconnu de la Sienne, uh, which mm. is the unknown woman of the Seine. Huh. So she was eventually placed in a pauper's grave, but not before the pathologist at the mortuary decided to make a death mask of her face. And it's not known exactly why he decided to do this, but the popular story goes that he was so entranced by her beauty, he couldn't help himself. So a little creepy, just needed a little piece of her to hang on to forever. However, turns out he's not the only one who's a little creepy because no matter the reason the cast was made, Eventually, it came out of the mortuary and replicas were made of it, and it became widely popular to own this mask, this death death mask. Her specific one? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Her specific one. The the public couldn't get enough of it, and her backstory, which, of course, she didn't have one, um, many artists and writers took it upon themselves to create one by inventing stories of how she was murdered or how she came to drown herself in the river. Artists would want to paint her face and um, it was just an extremely popular item at the time there was even a horror story called the worshiper of the image by author Richard Laguienne that was based around the death mask uh, where the mask goes on to kill a bunch of people but the reason I mention this this story specifically is because it's actually a little ironic Essentially, the idea of the mass killing people is the exact opposite of what it would eventually contribute to. Oh. Oh. Hmm. So her face endured the decades. And in 1950, a toy manufacturer, Asmund Lateral, used the model of the face for a soft plastic doll named Anne. Like, Uh, you're... Okay. Just a, just a doll. They just okay. they just wanted to create a doll named Anne. Okay. Okay. So, as chance would have it, Lateral's own son had nearly drowned when he was two years old. And in the mid fifties, Doctor Peter Safar uh, came up with the method of resuscitation involving mouth to mouth and chest compressions, <gasps> known as CPR. Which is why I can't believe Kristen mentioned that she had just got recertified. I definitely can't. <laughs> and so, Doctor Safar went to the toy manufacturer. Doctor, or not doctor, went to the to uh, Laterel to ask him if he could, if they could collaborate um, 
uh, together on how to kind of teach this method of CPR to the world. And Laterelle, of course, having his own son almost drowned, um, jumped at the chance. And so together they came up with the lifelike-ish CPR doll. And the mannequin was then given the name Resusi Anne, or Rescue Anne, in America, known as CPR Annie. Oh, now, yeah. (laughs) So it's estimated that the training people have received with the Annie dolls have saved over 2.5 million lives around the world. And so most of these rescues were the eventual result of people kneeling down and coming face to face with the replica of an unknown dead girl in Paris. And that, my friends, is how I am certain that you have both kissed a drowned girl from over 100 (laughs) years ago. Oh, wow. wow. Isn't that so cool? That's so How did you ever come across this, Kate? Well, there's quite a few articles out there. Um, IFL Science is a good one. Um, Yeah. And then, of course, you just, from there, there's a bunch uh, but I originally heard a blip of this story um, on another podcast, actually, in which they all they do is talk about really bizarre news. And this was a news story that they had mentioned. And so I checked out the article and went from there. Wow. Yeah. And the article is actually called There's a Good Chance You've Made Out with a Drowning Victim from the 18th. <laughs> but so uh, I'm assuming it's evolved since then a little bit like the face or the like face still, no yeah. uh, we will post pictures of the the actual death mask and there's yeah some great um there's some great pictures of the um i mean it's a the one drawn picture is the picture of the viewing window in paris oh, where bodies wow. would be <laughs> would be displayed <laughs> but the death mask i see it it's a she's a very serene it looks like she's just sleeping she's got a little bit of a pout to her lips as i mentioned she was very young i mean no you when i look at it i see annie i see cpr wow. annie. really so you feel like that's the doll that you've if you've taken yeah. cpr you've okay. well and when you think of the cpr doll it's kind of an everybody nobody face yeah like it's almost like it's radically neutral it's radically <laughs> neutral. Is that the name of our podcast? <laughs> oh my wow. word, that's amazing! There's so much in that. Yeah, amazing. Now, now I, I, am I right to understand? Well, obviously, she's the unknown of the scent. She was never identified, but they mm-hmm. just picked her. And yeah, thanks to this um, pathologist at the mortuary. Uh, who thought she was just so beautiful and um, maybe a little bit because she was never claimed felt that he couldn't just put her in the ground to never well yeah I mean if she's thought a little, of again. If she was a young woman too I mean it could have been a bit of a like well this is this seems sad you know that mm-hmm. no one knows who this is yeah. maybe there's no way to, other way to remember her like it could be kind of nice yeah it kind it kind of is like what a legacy my goodness yeah, yeah. and isn't it I mean, I think the most ironic thing is that, um, you know, she went on to become the doll that people learn CPR on, and that practice may have, in fact, saved her life if she was pulled from the river and however it was not invented at the time. Right. Wow. That's And I actually had no idea that CPR uh, was a 
French invention either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It has global reach. I did not know that. I guess I was making the assumption it was, yeah. I had no idea the history of it, even though, we, like, we've talked about CPR a we've number of times. We've talked about it many, a few times, including first thing today. <laughs> <laughs> There's no mention of Annie in my course, so I'll have to... Well, and another, I I think everybody also knows this, um, but another fun fact about the Annie doll is that that's where the Michael Jackson song got. um, Oh, Annie, are you okay? Annie, are you okay? Because he was recording, he was recording music and I guess it happening in the same building that was a CPR class and they were having to yell, Annie, are you like when you're doing your, make sure you're alert. And so they yell, are you okay? Really? Hello, Annie. Are you okay? Annie, are you okay? Da 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 da. da. <laughs> yeah. Wait. So that's another if, little fun fact. What if Annie, are you okay? What if that song has the right rhythm, just like the oh song "Staying God. Alive," that you could do your compressions to? It's smooth criminal, isn't it called? Smooth criminal. That sounds right. Yeah, I don't know. That's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I had to like go through all the lyrics in my head. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah I think pretty sure that's what it was. But... I think I have a feeling Julie's looking up the rhythm of the song right now. <laughs> I can see on her face we, that she she's we're not. so close. We're so it, close. It, it, it should be 120. I think it needs to be like 120, and it's 118. Uh, okay. So I don't think it's quite in the range, but. So I mean, put it on at 1.5 1. speed. 5, yeah, do it faster. In your head, as you're singing it in your head. That's actually ridiculous to consider that chain of, like, to to tie that back to Michael Jackson. That's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah isn't it? <laughs> that's ridiculous. And um, also, yeah. as a um, a person who thinks they're clever and know it all or a smarty pants, yes. um, <laughs> I cannot wait for my next CPR course in which I can throw out this fact of did you know i mean we'll link the articles to the uh um to the show notes so if you want to print those out and take them to your teacher (laughs) the next time you go to a recertification you can do that too i love that oh my god that's amazing (laughs) that's an that's a mind blower for sure i know like they're like what i mean it's a short and sweet story but i was pretty excited to yeah no i love that that's amazing i think we're bringing something new to the world yeah. Yeah. The unknown. And I, I did not know that any are you okay factoid. So. Oh, well, that's fun too. And I love the, giving, giving facts to know-it-alls. There you go. Right. <laughs> and the dead people, the un, the uh, unclaimed bodies in the windows. That's also. I know. I feel like we yeah, could do I a didn't whole know, topic we could on do that. A topic on that. I yeah. didn't know about that either. Yeah. Wild. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. in, in many ways that was great news, but Kristen, do you have some good news for us? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that's great. That might even be better news than what I'm about to say, because um, (laughs) I was searching high and low for some good news. And unfortunately, I mean, (laughs) I'm really just bringing the host down. Um, (laughs) No, I, you know, this time of year, there's like a little bit, a a little bit of COVID, a little bit of this and that. It's hard to find some good news in the news, unfortunately, right now. But I did find an article in my new favorite uh, place to look which is the atlantic which was is entitled all hail dead week the best week of the year so while we're celebrating with our listeners the fact that it's new year's um th- i th- thought this wrong really true and this is the kind of the time of year where there's like tons of memes and stuff about 
basically the fact that we don't know what day it is. We don't know what time it is. We don't know what we're supposed to be doing. I mean, I feel like Julie, you're probably in that (laughs) anyways with a newborn, but, (laughs) uh, but just the, that week between Christmas and new year's is like this, like they're calling it the dead week. But, um, they talk about it in a few other contexts. So I guess the British call this week, Boxing Week, right? Um, which was an older tradition that stem may stem from wealthy families giving f- presents to their household staff the day after Christmas. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, okay, yeah. In Norwegian, Dead Week is called Rom Jul, R O M J U L, a word that combines Norse words for room and space, and it literally means time and space for celebrating the Yuletide. Oh, and. Uh, and in Old Norse, oh gosh, I'm, this is not even, Rumhelager, nope, R-U-M-H-E-I-L-A-G-R, which means not adhering to the rules of a particular holiday. So I just thought it was an interesting time. I mean, we'll be past this by the time this episode comes out, but it's a really interesting time of year. I mean, obviously, they, they do acknowledge in this article that not everyone has this week off. I'm one who doesn't. But I think even when you don't, unless you're like in retail, when it's probably even busier Crazy than normal. Busy, yeah. Um, people aren't really doing regular work anyways, you know, like I'll be doing stuff like catch up, maybe planning for next year, those types, maybe some learning, like it's, I think it's dead week for everybody, no matter whether you're in the office or not. Um, but it's, they say literally it's like maybe the only collective chance we all have for a deep rest all year, which is so true because even when, let's say you take your summer vacation uh, people are still working and you so you still have stuff coming in like this is kind of the only week of the year where really most people mm-hmm. actually get to have that reset That's so- and um yeah it's just such an interesting time of the year i really like that idea of not adhering to any specific holiday because it yeah. it very much is like a collective so whether you were celebrating christmas or hanukkah or you know um maybe you weren't celebrating anything the general population at least in North America has this time to kind of either quiet down or like I mean yes retail is crazy but it's not your typical work week yeah yeah exactly um the last couple sentences of this which I think is interesting it says dead week is forgiving everyone loses track of time everyone forgets everyone decides not to worry about it until January Mm -hmm. these days at the end of the year offer a kind of grace a time when simply existing is enough outside the records of success and failure Oh, I love that yes. quote. <laughs> it's so true. It's It yeah. certainly is one of those things, you know, um, I might be crazy stressed out January 4th when everybody goes to work, I know. but we can deal with everything then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So true. Right now it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's, oh, so nobody's cool. expecting a reply, you know? Yeah. 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 Exactly. I like it. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. I like that a lot, Kristen. That's great. Thanks. And that is good news. And like, and a, and a gentle reminder that you are not alone if you wasted this week. Good for you. We yeah. all did. Yeah. Go for it. Everybody did. Yeah. Don't worry about your inbox. Just, you know, go and exactly. chill and hide from this flipping yeah. cold weather. Exactly. You will, you'll still be able to, and likely will need to clean the house in January. <laughs> you know, that it doesn't need to be, yeah, you don't have to do anything right now. And you know, the other thing that occurs to me is like, you know, when thinking about cleaning the house is like, your guests are gone. You know what I mean? Mm. So you have mm-hmm. that grace period too. Like it's, it's not, you know, December 28th is not when the family gets together. No, you can have a messy house and chill and, right. you know, yeah, good point. Yeah. 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 Wait until after New Year's. 
Yeah. <laughs> nice. Love it. Well, did you find what you were looking for? 